Tennessee Titans general manager Rand Carthon fleeced the Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to break down that trade plus grade all of Rand Carthon's first year moves on today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, Titans fans. Today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. Use the code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. We are grading all of Rand Carthon's moves as a first-year general manager for the Tennessee Titans on today's show. We're going to start with the trades that he's made, go into the draft picks that he's made, then look at the free agent signings, all of that on today's show. Before we get into it, do want to thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round, always for free. Make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed. It's your team every day. Here on the Locked on Titans podcast, the Titans are about to hire an entire coaching staff. We got free agency. We got the draft. We got cap management, roster moves. I'm going to be covering all of it every single weekday, always for free, all off season long. So make sure, again, that you stay with me here on the Locked on Titans podcast. So close to 10,000 subscribers. Hit that subscribe button. A lot of you guys, my show pops up in your feed and you click on it every day, but you're not subscribed. So take a few moments. The show's always free. I'll ask for in return is the press of a couple buttons. But with that being said, we watched on Monday night the Philadelphia Eagles get trounced by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And as sad as it makes me to say it, my favorite Tennessee Titan of all time, Kevin Byard, played terrible. I mean, it was bad. Byard was constantly in the action and not for a good reason. It, it was tough to watch as a person who really likes Bayard. But the reality is here, Ray Carthon fleeced the Philadelphia Eagles in that move. All right, to get a fifth round and a sixth round pick, two draft picks for Kevin Bayard to go to Philadelphia. Kevin Bayard won five games with the Eagles. The Titans won four games after they traded Bayard. So the move did not help Philly whatsoever. And quite honestly, if you look at the Philadelphia Eagles' struggles, a lack of continuity, a lack of cohesion, the move might have hurt Philadelphia more than it helped them. So for the Titans to get two draft picks back in that move, an absolute fleecing of Howie Roseman, the general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles, who everybody loves to bow to and throw flowers at. Howie's going to go out and make plays. Howie's going to go out and get it done. Well, Rand Carthon fleeced Howie Roseman. Now look, you're going to say a fifth and a sixth, but if you look at draft chart value, the Titans could easily package together a fifth and a sixth round pick for a third round pick. That's how these, you know, we talk about draft trades and the value of each pick and how those values match up so that you can make those trades. It's pretty clear what the Titans were trying to do. They're trying to restack the cupboards here, get some more picks, but then they can use those picks to move around in the draft. So you best believe that Rankarthon is going to use those two picks that he got for Kevin Byard 
and make some moves to help this team. You got to get, when you look at the Kevin Byer trade for the Titans, you absolutely have to give it an A. Here's the reality. When Kevin Byer redid his deal before the season, it was obvious that he was not coming back to the Tennessee Titans. He had a $4 million roster bonus for 2024. The Titans were never bringing him back. Carthon showed up and immediately asked Kevin Byard to take a pay cut. All right, they knew. They knew. And look, Kevin Byard is still a good player, but at his cost, he's not one of the best safeties in the NFL anymore. So an absolute fleece job by Rand Carthon, and you have to give it an A for the Kevin Byard trade. But again, on today's show, I'm going to grade every move that Rand Carthon has made. We're going to go through the trades. We're going to go through the picks. We're going to go through the free agent signings. And talking about these trades, that wasn't the only trade that Rand Carthon made on the year. If you want to go back in chronological order, right before the season, the Titans went out and got Nick Folk. And generally speaking, Nick Folk was fantastic for the Tennessee Titans. Missed a couple extra points at the end of the year, but one of them, it's not his fault that Ryan Tannehill never practiced holding, and it's not his fault that Craig Ackerman got Ryan Stonehouse murdered on two block punts with being a terrible special teams coach. Nick Folk stabilized the Titans' kicker position. Nick Folk was absolutely worth the trade. Now, we're talking about adding a kicker who isn't long-term value for the team. He's an older player, so obviously it's not like he's going to be around forever, although he said he did want to come back to the team. But the Titans traded a future seventh-round pick to fix their kicker position for a kicker who was excellent most of the year. That right there, now, with it being, it, most of you guys would say it's an A, but with it being a kicker, for me, that's a B plus. So I'm giving the Kevin Byer trade an A. What an incredible fleecing of the Eagles. I'm giving the Nick Folk trade a B plus. Can't give it an A because it's not a long-term solution, and it is just a kicker at the end of the day. But two really good trades that happen either during the season or right before the season was set to begin. So, Rand Carthon has shown us now he is good at making trades. All right? The third trade that we got to talk about is for Will Levis. So, while all of these teams are giving up all these major assets, look at the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers gave up multiple number one picks, gave up DJ Moore, one of the best wide receivers in the league, to get a player who is worse than Will Levis. Whoa. Whoa. So in that context of what other teams have given up to move up the board, of what the Panthers gave up to move up and get their quarterback, for Rand Carthon to get Will Levis, the future of this team, and the franchise quarterback for a second-round pick and a third-round pick next this draft coming up, I mean... How can you give that anything but an A? And I'm going to give it an A-. minus. And I'm going to give it an A- minus because the reality is we got to see exactly how things play out with Will Levis going forward. But from what I've seen from Will Levis on the tape in year one and what we have seen other teams give up to go get their quarterbacks, I mean, look at what the Broncos gave up to trade for Russell Wilson. The Titans got a better quarterback with a second and a third round pick. I mean, most of us before the draft were talking about trading multiple first-round picks to go get C.J. Stroud. And Stroud obviously would have been worth that, but for the Titans to not have that opportunity because the Texans were smart and to pivot and to get Will Levis with a second and a third? 
That absolutely is an A- minus for me. So you have an A for the Bayard trade. You have a B-plus for the Folk trade. You have an A- minus for the Levis trade. I'm going to give Rancarthon an A- minus overall for the trades that he made in his first year as a general manager. And here's the reality. Carthon's only going to get better. Let me know what grades you have for Rancarthon's trades down below. Now, we got to grade his first draft class. And I know that some people may not agree with me. I don't care. It was a really really good draft class to start the foundation of this team. But before we get into the draft, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. All right, guys. Here's some reality for you. This time of year, we all need the opportunity to get something big off our chest. I mean, it could be big. It could be small even. But there are certain things that can really start to get to you. And it's important that you let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. So today, I want you to say how you really feel about something. Say it to yourself, and then take the opportunity to say it to someone else. When you do therapy, you're not only giving yourself an opportunity to kind of release some of that stuff that's on your chest. But also, you give yourself the opportunity to be a better version of you. Quit bottling all that stuff inside. I mean, for me, I'm frustrated with the Mike Rabel thing, all of that. And look, I don't mean to boil down such a serious topic to things about sports. But you guys, if you're like me, this stuff can really get to you. So having someone to talk to, having a way to release that energy, get those thoughts out of your mind, it's very, very important. Look, therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than sports, of course, like I'm saying. And again, it's important, whether it's sports or not, to get those things off your chest. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give better help a try. It's online. It's designed to be flexible. It's suited to your schedule. Make sure that you visit BetterHelp dot com slash locked on and you're going to get 10% off your first month once again that's better help h-e-l-p dot com slash locked on also want to let you guys know about prize picks prize picks is daily fantasy sports made easy all right here's how prize picks works you got players okay pat mahomes josh allen passing yards you got uh, Stephon Diggs catches. You got Jordan Love touchdowns. You got Aaron Jones rushing yards. Christian McCaffrey catches. Think about that. So Prize Picks has a projection for all of those numbers. And all you do is you pick two to six players and say whether they're going to do more or do less than the Prize Picks projection. If you win, you can get up to 25 times your money back. It's absolutely excellent. And you can make a submission in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. So make sure that you go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. Use the code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. Use the code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. It's PrizePicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Titans 
fans, let's continue today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We talked about Rancarthon's trades that he made. He made three trades. I gave him an A- for all three of them. Now I want to get into his draft picks. Grading Rancarthon's first season as general manager. Again, play along with me down below. Let me know what grades you would give to each of these moves. What grade you would give Rancarthon overall. Going to dive into these draft picks now, but before I do, thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first to listen each and every day. Get subscribed, stay subscribed. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Titans podcast. But we got to start in order with Peter Skaronsky. And I will say, I understand that this is a tad controversial overall. Some people wanted to see Peter Skaronsky play left tackle. Some people like to say that he didn't play very well this year. I totally disagree. I think he had some great moments out there. Had a midseason core muscle surgery that lost 20 pounds and zapped him of his strength. Came back, played well. I mean, he went a month stretch in the middle of the season where he didn't give up a sack and he only gave up two pressures. That last game of the year against Jacksonville, he was absolutely a unit moving people all over the place. So if the Titans are able to go out and get a a solid left tackle to play next to Pete, he's going to be a Pro Bowl-level guard. I mean, he showed the signs. He showed the flashes. And look, when you have uh, Jalen Duncan and Andre Dillard on your left and Aaron Brewer on your right, it's probably pretty hard to be awesome. That's all I have to say about that, okay? So what I saw from Peter Skaronsky, I thought it was excellent. All right, there were down moments. I'm not going to pretend that there weren't. But the good moments show you what he is able to do. And if you put a decent offensive line with him, he's going to cook, okay? But with all of that taken into account, I give the draft pick of Peter Skaronsky a B plus. I'm sorry. I don't think Broderick Jones would have been any better of a pick. I'm sorry. I'm not super high on any of the wide receivers that were taken. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Zay Flowers. Jordan Addison was good, of course. But, I mean... I don't think it's a slam dunk when you look at this team that desperately needed offensive line help. So going back, I take Peter Skaronsky again. And I think he's going to be an excellent player for the Titans going forward. So Skaronsky for me is a B plus. Okay. Now, you get to Will Levis. To take Will Levis in the second round, we already talked about the trade to move up and get him. For me, it's an A minus, just like the trade is. The trade was an A-. I'm giving the draft pick of Will Levis an A-. minus. Is it an A+. plus? We can't quite say that yet. I don't think that's fair. I'm very high on Will Levis and what he can do. Again, he's got elite physical traits with the arm strength, with the release quickness. He's got elite character traits with the work ethic, with the competitiveness. You get a guy who has that many things in his tool belt in the second round while only giving up a third-round pick to move up and get him? That's great. And who was the best quarterback for the Titans this year? It was Will Levis. All right. And once he got into play quarterback, we saw a lot of people start to play better. We saw a lot of people start to produce more. The best wins that the Titans had all year, the most satisfying wins, mostly Will Levis. So, yes, the jury can still be out. I'm not going to sit here and tell you Will Levis is a top 10 quarterback. We know it. We showed it. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to go that far. But what we saw from Levis in year one, Behind that offensive line, with that group of pass catchers, sorry if my voice sounds a little crazy, guys. I do have COVID, so I will tell you that. I'm I'm powering through no matter what because it's your team every day, all right? No breaks for me here on the show. 
But, <clears throat> excuse me. Will Levis is getting an A- minus for me as a draft pick. I think it was a great move by Rand Carthon and a really great pivot after I know that they were trying to get C.J. Stroud. So to solve that answer and find a way to do that and to do it in the second round and what we saw from Levis, absolutely an A-. minus. You want to go to Tajay Spears, that's just a certified A. All right, Tajay Spears, one of the best rookie offensive players in the NFL this year. Looks absolutely phenomenal and looks like he can be the top running back for the Titans for years to come. Do I think that Tajay Spears is a bell cow back like Derrick Henry get 20 carries a game? No. But that's not what I want in this offense anyway. The Titans need a more versatile running back to be their primary running back. So it's not so obvious that they want to pass or they want to run. They can have more versatility. And Tajay Spears' ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, catch the ball down the field, and run between the tackles and outside the tackles? How can you say that the Tajay Spears pick in the third round is anything but an A? Like, I think if you try to say Tajay Spears is anything but an A, you're just being ridiculous, in my opinion. Now, you get to Josh Wiley. And I think Wiley, with a new offensive head coach, is going to be a lot better than he looked in year one. But even so, Wiley made some big contributions when he was healthy and out on the field. And he was a fifth-round pick. A fifth-rounder. So, am I going to give Josh Wiley an A? No. Am I going to give him a B-plus or a B? No. But I'm going to give the Josh Wiley pick a B-minus. Because Josh Wiley can clearly be a factor in the Tennessee Titans passing game going forward. And I thought he showed some real good flashes in year one. And again, a fifth-round pick. We're talking about day three. That's a B-minus for me. Now, Jalen Duncan. I wasn't a big fan of the Jalen Duncan pick. I've been pretty clear that I don't think Jalen Duncan is a starter long-term. But Jalen Duncan was in his first year as a development project. He was never expected to play. Andre Dillard was just so bad they had to. Okay, so for me, while you could give Jalen Duncan a D or an F or something like that, he was a never he was never supposed to play this year. Okay, so for me, Jalen Duncan is a C. You can call it a C minus if you want to. I won't fight you on that. But Duncan should be a swing tackle for the Titans pretty quickly. A guy who can come in, have good moments. You got to help him a little bit. But I'm just saying, Jalen Duncan wasn't much worse than Dennis Daly. So, and Jalen Duncan was a rookie who wasn't expected to play. So, you take all that into account. To me, it's pretty obvious that Jalen Duncan is a C. You could give it a C-. minus. Colton Dow. Colton Dow is a seventh-round flyer. If you go back and look at most seventh-round picks, they typically don't even make the roster. So, for Colton Dow to come in and make real contributions on special teams, I'm giving that a B-. minus. I'm not giving that a C. I'm giving it a B-. minus. A seventh-round pick to make the roster and actually make real contributions and make big plays on special teams and, and coverage units, you got to give that some credit, all right? Because a lot of seventh-round picks don't even make the team. So keep that into account. You look at the total draft class for Rancarthon, I'm giving it a B plus. That's after giving his trades an A minus. So we're going to get into his free agency signings as well. And we're going to get into those in just a moment. Before we do, though, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know that we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life. But can we just take a minute to talk about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics. That is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than my fiance, my mom, my dad, my sister, my nephew, my brother getting sick. While there's a supply chain issue that could keep you from life-saving medication that they needed. 
Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com. Use the code Locked On to get $20 off your order. Titans fans, let's continue today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Again, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, nearly 25 years as a Tennessee Titans fanatic, certified film junkie, written for Sports Illustrated, written for USA Today as well. So a lot of experience covering this team, going into what will be my sixth season covering the team this year, my fifth offseason, I believe, if I have that right, because I started right before the season in 2019. So, yeah, there we go. So make sure that you get subscribed, stay subscribed. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Titans podcast, Monday through Friday, all year round. Always for free. And and as my everydayers know, holidays, through sickness, I'm never going to leave you guys without a podcast to step to. So, always know that. But with that being said, I gave Rand Carthon an A- minus for the three trades that he made. Kevin Byard, Nick Folk, Will Levis. I gave Rand Carthon a B-plus. For his draft class, Peter Skaronsky, Will Levis, Tajay Spears, Josh Wiley, Jalen Duncan, Colton Dow. If you want to add in like Otis Reese in that conversation as an undrafted free agent, now we're really cooking, okay? Now I want to move on to the free agency, though. There are a lot more, I guess, vari- a lot more variants in the free agency signings here, and we're going to dive into that. Number one, DeAndre Hopkins. And I'm sorry, but... If you give Hopkins signing anything other than an A, you're a liar. That's all there is to it. DeAndre Hopkins had a... Where would the Titans have been this year without DeAndre Hopkins? I mean, my Lord, it would have been even more of a disaster. And odds are it would be nice if Hopkins is back next year. I'm not doing the battle. You guys don't understand the contract if you you tell me, Hopkins is under contract next year. They're not going to hold him hostage. If Hopkins wants to leave, He's going to leave. They're going to let him. That That is the way the contract was structured to have an out after the season. And speaking of that contract structure, it kept the cap hit for DeAndre Hopkins low. So not only did Rancarthon make a great move by getting DeAndre Hopkins to come to Tennessee, but, and you got to give obviously credit there to, to Derrick Henry as well, who helped a lot in that venture, but the structure of the contract for, De- or for DeAndre Hopkins, absolutely critical. So, You can't say anything about DeAndre Hopkins signing other than it being an A for Rand Carthon. Now, on the flip side, the worst signing was Andre Dillard. Now, some of you guys, again, you really need my show because some of you do not understand how contracts work in the NFL. All you do is say back to me, three years, 30 million, that's a lot of money. You don't understand how it works. The guaranteed money is all that matters. The Titans have an out in the contract. Yes, it's going to cost them $7 million in dead money, but they have $80 million in cap space. 
Andre Dillard was a lottery ticket, a scratch-off lottery ticket for cheap, all right? And if you don't understand that now, again, you just simply don't understand contract structure in the NFL, and that's why I'm here, to break those things down, all right? But even saying that, it's a D. I mean, if you want to give it an F, you can give it an F, but with the the lack of future commitment past this offseason, it's a D. He was terrible. Dillard was terrible. Now, here's what I will say. There are rumors out there, and there is noise out there, that Andre Dillard was a Mike Vrabel guy. That Mike Vrabel wanted to trade for Andre Dillard the year before. Mike Vrabel liked Andre Dillard coming out of the draft in 2019. Mike Vrabel was the guy who stood on the table and said, let's bring in Andre Dillard. I can coach him up and get him to be a starting left tackle. That is just rumor. That is just conjecture. So, If you want to believe that, you can believe that. If you don't, then don't. I don't know. I don't know. What's the truth? And I'm not going to hold that against Mike Vrabel, quite honestly, but there are some people who say that that was the case. In the building, it was Mike Vrabel who really wanted Andre Dillard. But either way, whoever wanted him, whoever didn't, they signed him, and he was awful. So Andre Dillard is a D for me, and that is the worst grade of any of these moves that I'm giving Rand Carthon by far the worst move that he made in his first year as general manager. But look at the other free agent signings that he got for cheap on the cheap. Arden Key. That's a B for me. That's a B grade. Came in, seven sacks, only $7 million. Two years, too. Arden Key's going to be back as a rotational player next year. That's great. That's that's a really nice bargain signing. Sean Murphy bunting as well. A really Sean Murphy bunting played so good against the Jags, man. Whew. Loved seeing that. Sean Murphy bunting is not an elite number one cornerback. The Titans need that. But Sean Murphy bunting is a really solid number two outside cornerback. And for $5 million, a great bargain signing by Rand Carthon to get that production. Starting level cornerback play, plays physical, has size, can be on the short side of the field. SMB is a B to me, just like Arden Key. They're both B signings. Are they game changers? No. But for $7 million for Key and $5 million for SMB, those are nice starting level players on the defense for cheap, okay? And with the resources that Rand Carthon had or the lack of resources Rand Carthon had, I don't see how you can bat an eye at those. Same thing, Daniel Brunskill. Daniel Brunskill is a B plus. That's a B plus signing. Brunskill was the most consistent offensive lineman all year long. He started to get banged up at the end of the year because he is getting closer to 30. But, I mean, when you look how bad the offensive line was all year, Brunskill was far from the biggest problem. That's a B-plus for sure. Chris Hubbard brought in right at the end of the year. And remember, they had to improvise with Chris Hubbard. So, Chris Hubbard is a B as well. Same thing, Chris Moore. Chris Moore was better than Traylon Burks this year. Chris Moore made big plays for the Titans. That's a B as well. To get a fourth or a fifth wide receiver for $3 million who was better than your first round pick, that is a B. So a ton of Bs here, a ton of nice bargain level signings that worked out for the Titans. Now you got to add in Trevon Wesco. To me, that's also a D along with Andre Dillard. Wesco was supposed to be, excuse me, the best blocking tight end in the NFL. He was terrible all year. Now you could say, if Trevon Wesco was the best blocking tight end in the NFL, and then all of a sudden he comes to Tennessee and he's terrible, maybe that's more of a coaching issue than the signing. But either way, I'm going to try to be fair. 
and the signing didn't work out, so I'm going to give it a D. All right? So you look at the totality of things here. Rank Carthon's first year. Three good trades. Gave him A- minus for the trades. Three really good picks in the draft. Couple of good picks. B+. Plus. Free agency, a big hit with DeAndre Hopkins. A lot of solid B-level hits. And then a couple of stinkers, of course, with Dillard and West, Wesco. But overall, I'm giving him an A- minus for the trades. I'm giving him a B-plus for the draft class. And I'm giving him a B for free agency. You add in the modernization of the front office, bringing in Anthony Robinson, bringing in Chad Brinker, creating an analytics department, forward-thinking stuff. I mean, to me, it could have gone better, but I'm giving Rand Carthon a B-plus for his first season as the general manager of the Tennessee Titans. You take all of this into account that we just discussed, a B-plus for Rand Carthon. And again, I said it the day before Mike Rabel was fired. I stand with Rand Carthon, and I believe in Rand Carthon and his vision for this team and how he wants to modernize this front office, uh, front office, modernize this offense as well, and generally take this mom-and-pop shop of a team into corporate America where they need to be. So a B-plus for Rand Carthon and his first year as general manager. Let me know what your overall grade for Rand Carthon would be down below. But... That is going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.